Coming to you live from Austin, Texas here in OSCON. I'm here with Mr. Hi, I'm Cote. I'm Barton George, and we are blessed with the one, the only, John O'Bacon. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Well, so you just finished, uh, pre-OSCON, you had a whole show that you've been doing now for about 10 years. What, so <clears throat> what is that, and how did it go? So it's called the Community Leadership Summit, and it's basically, um, it's an event, it's an own conference primarily, but there's some keynote content that brings together community managers and leaders from a variety of different industries. The idea was, when I started doing it, was um, people were joining companies that do community management leadership and they were doing this in open source projects, but it was pretty unstructured. There wasn't a lot of um, kind of workflow methodology around that. And I wanted to run this event to essentially try to solve that problem. So people get together, they have conversations. Some of those conversations are documented, they go out there. And it's been nice seeing kind of things growing and evolving over the time that it's been running. So beyond tech, what are some of the other industries that are that are working with communities now? Getting wise to the community. All over religion? the place. Yeah, I mean there's I mean there's consumer products uh, that people are building, you've got documentation, government compliance areas, we're seeing a lot of growth inside of companies that will bring in community, you know, principles and open source principles inside the walls of a company. Um, we're starting to see media organizations start to do more, more of this as well. So you know, back when we started doing CLS, Community Leadership Summit, it was a very open source heavy kind of crowd because it's before OSCON. Um, but it's been great to see that those kinds of, the core tenets of, of what community is are actually broadened out to a bunch of different industries now. How does that, uh, how, does, how does that branch out into other industries in the sense of, like you're saying something interesting that like, you know, I don't know, back in the mid-2000s, like it would right. be obvious, like, hey, it's open source stuff, community, blah, right. blah, what's the GPL versus the EPL? Like, right. I mean, you know, I'm just <laughs> making fun of it, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah. But the topic list was, while you had to talk about it with people a lot, it was sort of like known, if you will. And, and yeah. like, and I'm curious, like, as it spreads maybe beyond open source, like what, like what's the nature if you go talk to like, I don't know, a big government agency? Let's say right. you, you went to uh, DHS. And well, like, uh, is that actually one of the things you do these days? You go on site to customers and yeah. So that's that's and, and like like what are the things they're asking and kind of like the tactics you're giving them? So that's what I. I mean, I'm a consultant and I work with companies around community strategy. Right. Um, and what's interesting is that in almost all cases, um, it's the conversation starts out as we see the value of communities and engagement and ecosystems in the world. Um, we know it's important, we've seen value elsewhere, and other companies deriving a lot of value from it. We have no idea how to build this. So it always starts out from that angle, and what I like to do first of all is to try and understand within that, like what are the themes of the things that you really want to accomplish, because one of the things I've learned over the course of my career is, is people often think they're solving the same problem, but they're actually not. And it's important yeah, yeah. to first of all get people cognitively on the same page, mm -hmm. because the thing about community management and ecosystems is that it's really fundamentally cross-functional. It involves engineering and marketing, and it involves product, and, and invariably there's a sales connection. And the problem with a lot of companies is that what they do is they build a product or a service, and they say, oh, and our community's over there. Go to the forum, go check out our social media account and everyone else. And you get a very limited breadth of, of engagement that doesn't really connect very well with the core of the company. Yeah. So what I like to do is, is to say, Okay, let's first of all define a model that we want to use in how we build this out. And then we do it in a pretty cross-functional way. Because if you don't get those different teams connected into that process, what happens is you build essentially a silo. Yeah, yeah. So, and what happens is 
But that's when you start seeing divisions between companies and communities, where the community's all pissed off because the company seemingly doesn't care. Um, and their only interaction is with a community manager who's paid to care. Right. I mean, I guess if you go in there and uh, you perfect one team, it's sort right. of like that situation where, like, now you have two problems. Right, exactly. Right? Like, you got two dual. And I know it's interesting you say that because, like, in the, I don't know, in the whatever the role I have, I do kind of management consulting kind of stuff. Right. And you flit about it. And, like, uh, I always hate that situation. You go, it's always like a therapist or a financial advisor. <laughs> and the first thing they ask you is, like, what are your goals? And my position is always like, that's why I'm here. I don't know what my goals are. If I knew what my goals are, I would be doing them. But but I, I, think, right. I think in my experience it is, when you go talk with large organizations, they often are not in aggregate, in touch enough with what their goals are. And, it, yeah. and it's, it's almost like kind of an annoying thing. Whatever discipline consulting you're doing, you have to first be like, you have this baseline of right. like, knowing what you want to do because otherwise right. I'm happy to take your money but it's not really going to be that and that's the thing like I, I think the problem can, in, from you know I'm, I'm not going to profess to be an expert here I, I'm coming up to a year full time consulting I did it on the side for a long time so I'm still learning how to be a consultant um, right. uh, but from what I can tell consultants do one of two things they either leave the business in a better position than they were in so they work on real projects real things or they provide best practice in education. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you either go in there, you blather on about the best way of doing something, and people find it difficult to attach to something real, or you do real stuff, but you're perpetually paying a consultant to help you with that kind of stuff. Right, yeah. teaching them to fish rather than sort of keeping right. them going and doing it at one point, and then, yeah. And it's, yeah. Quick, <clears throat> it's, it's really important to me that I want to provide both. So what yeah. I, the, the, what's, what's interesting to, with me here is, it always starts out as this kind of consultancy, uh, community management, and strategy piece, and it often then blurs into organizational workflow. Yeah, well, yeah, that becomes sort of the Trojan horse or right. proxy for... And, and it shakes it out, because I think what we do is when we start looking at this work, particularly if you don't want to say, the community team's over there. Right. If you want to build value across the organization of them understand it, you then start seeing these deficiencies. And then, it, but then the benefit of that being done well is that you actually get then a more efficient and more, a better optimized company. But, yeah. So, it, so I guess that would be sort of back along these lines is do you ever go and they say, okay, we really want community and we're going to go put it here, but then the, the way that the company either explicitly or implicitly operates is we're against transparency. We're all about hoarding things <coughs> and you say, you know, we can't even, we got to take a few steps back because if right. you're going to want a community, you got to be okay with transparency. you got to be okay with different people doing different bits and, and sharing some of these it's, things. It, that for me is one of the most interesting elements of this work is... And this may be, maybe from a kind of slightly sadomasochistic perspective, is I think what people, this is going to sound really arrogant, but it's not meant to. I think when people say what they want, invariably what they actually want isn't that thing. So, like, you know, you, I, I see this all the time with particularly executives who will say, for example, you know, we really want community growth, for example. And what they may actually want is not community growth, they want validation in the industry, or they want, they want, customers or whatever it might be so I think the same applies to those kinds of situations where you start seeing particularly in companies where they're trying to build community either internally or a large company that's trying to build an external community you always have someone at the top who really cares about this this is how they kick off the work and invariably like the people who are on the ground doing the day-to-day -day business they really value this kind of stuff because they come to conferences and they spend time on hacking news and things like that the problem is invariably the middle management player 
And that middle management layer are often worried about their patch of land and what it's going to look like. So what I've tried to do is, when we start to shift, this is why these themes, in my mind, are so important, because what we do is, if we can all agree on the ultimate goal, then what we can do is, at your middle management level, we can figure out, okay, what are the things that you're worried about, and design how we do this in a way that relieves that worry. It's kind of like, if you tweak your back when we're working out, a good personal trainer will work around the injury. And I tend to think of the same thing with these kinds of, when people have those kinds of concerns. So as an example, I was working with a client recently, and there was one particular individual who was, didn't like the idea of any kind of outreach inside of the company. And what I determined from that was, his real concern was, he didn't want his team to look bad. So I spent a bit of time with him, helping to optimize his bit of that outreach, his bit of that report that went out. And at the end of it, he was like, oh, this is actually really good. Because my team looks good now. Yeah. He just wasn't formulating his team's accomplishments in a way that mapped to that kind of interaction. I think this kind of work is riddled with that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, I think anyone who's worked with founders and companies knows that founders have great vision and a terrible execution in many cases. Mm-hmm. And I think understanding those different personality types then helps us to design, you know, ultimately get to the goal in a way that isn't just like ramming it down someone's throat. Yeah, people always uh, easily mix up the symptoms versus the disease. That's a great way of putting it. I've never heard anyone describe it that way. I'm I'm always trying to think the grimmest analogy that's tasteful. I'm going to steal that and make it my own. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think the other thing that that one of the things you're you're talking about is that it's one of the most valuable things as a community manager, and you having done it for, what, a decade? Yeah. At at Canonical? Uh, I started doing this in um, about the year 2000, so... Well, I started playing with this in 1998, but I had my first job doing this really in 2004. So, okay. Yeah. yeah so about But the, the, some of the biggest skills is being able to understand what motivates people, being able to talk to them in a way that that resonates with them. Right. And so what would you say, and obviously it's a, it's a open source space that you're in, and so it's more understanding of how this works. Yeah, what would you say were the three main things that, that you that your job description said that you needed to do, in other words, uh, psychotherapist, um, cat herder, blah, blah, blah. What were some of the, what were the key roles that you would say uh, that you had as a community manager? It's a great question. I mean, the, I'd say one piece is definitely, well, there is like the job description and then my interpretation of what I think we should do. Um, I think I have a bit of a different definition of what a community manager should be than a lot of job descriptions that I see. Because in my mind, a good community manager looks at community uh, as, a, as an experience that you, that you go on. Like, this woman who I used to work with at XPRIZE, she ran all of our events, she ran amazing events, and she said, the minute you step into that venue, you, that's when your experience begins, and I want to ensure quality at every step of that. Like, she really thought about every detail, and so that's one of the reasons why she was so good at that. And to me, it's the same thing with a good community manager, is that you should look at, like, what does that, what do we want to accomplish in the community? How do we break that into different personas, like writing software, doing documentation, doing translations? And then how do we look at the on-ramp and how you grow and how you incentivize those people? So it's a real journey. Um, the challenge is that I think a lot of the community management job descriptions that I see is like, write blog posts, do social media, go to meetups and swing your arms around. And that stuff is really valuable, but I see that as a component in that wider right. 
in that, in that wider journey. So I think, for me, one, one element is definitely that, is the design of that experience. The second thing I think is, is, is a day-to-day being the point of contact or being the person who the community trusts. Right. Like, to me, the people who do this kind of work really well that I respect, like, they can go out and hang with the community and go to lunch and go and have a beer in the evening, um, but they can also sit down and talk with the, with the management of the company, understand their goals, and be able to translate. It's tra- it's, to me, it's like impedance translation between lots of different personality types. And then I'd say the third thing, and this is going to sound a little bit Tony Robbins, as if you haven't been talking that way already. But okay. <laughs> I'll take that as both a criticism and, and, and a compliment. <laughs> he has way better bone structure than I do. Well, there uh, you go. I think part of it is, frankly, is this is such a young industry that it's just always being willing to say, "I'm crap at this, and I'm going to get it." And that's for me has been one of the most rewarding elements. You know, is is sometimes the biggest mistakes can be the biggest opportunities. And uh, and because that, in my mind, community management is that connective tissue between people and pro and technology, it's so misunderstood and so under Like, it's not understood well enough that we make mistakes all the time. And that's one of the goals of the community leadership summit, is to get people together to share those stories and then we can figure out how to... In an agile way to learn from Yeah, because that's how we get better. We screw it up. And then learn from it. I'm just making excuses for all of my mistakes. Oh, exactly. <laughs> and you're doing it now. You're in there yet. So you, you know your uh, your disease well, so you can surround the appropriate symptoms. Like this. The pathology <laughs> of it all. The pathology of community oh. management. Oh, you're busting oh, out I the see a blog post. I feel yeah. like there's like a Tashin art book in here. Oh, it's just the art book. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's that's cool. I'm going to go, what was it, Granada? Granite? I need to go subscribe to the old magazine. Granta. Granta. There you go. There you go. We're getting pretty high, bro. Yeah, yeah, well, I think I think that's all the time we had uh, right. with you, right? You got any other Unfortunately, yeah, i got to run and turn to the meeting, but yeah. Thank well, you. Thank you very much for your time. Yeah, thank you. Good Channel Bacon, always a pleasure. You, yeah. Until next time, thank you for joining us.